0: I will rise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. O Lord, open thou our lips.
1: And our mouths shall show forth thy praise.
0: Praise ye the Lord. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Psalm 94 on page 457 O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, thou God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself.
1: Arise, thou judge of the world, and reward the proud after their deserving.
0: Lord, how long shall the ungodly, how long shall the ungodly triumph?
1: How long shall all the wicked doers speak so disdainfully, and make such proud boasting?
0: They smite down thy people, O Lord, and trouble thine heritage.
1: They murder the widow and the stranger, and put the fatherless to death.
0: And yet they say, Tush, the Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Take
1: heed, ye unwise among the people, O ye fools, when will ye when will ye understand?
0: He that planted the ear shall he not hear, or he that made the eye shall he not see.
1: Or he that instructeth the heathen, it is he that teacheth man knowledge. Shall not he punish?
0: The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man, that they are but vain.
1: Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord, and teachest him. In thy law,
0: that thou mayest give him patience in time of adversity, until the pit be digged up for the ungodly.
1: For the Lord will not fail his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance,
0: until righteousness turn again unto judgment. All such as are true in heart shall follow it.
1: Who will rise up with me against the wicked, or who will take my, my part against the evil doers?
0: If the Lord had not helped me, it had not failed, but my soul had been put to silence.
1: But when I said, My foot hath slipped, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up.
0: In the multitude of the sorrows that I had in my heart, thy comforts have refreshed my soul.
1: Wilt thou have anything to do with the throne of wickedness, which imagineth mischief as a law?
0: They gather them together against the soul of the righteous, and condemn the innocent blood.
1: But the Lord is my refuge, and my God is the strength of my confidence.
0: He shall recompense them their wickedness, and destroy them in their own malice. Yea, the Lord our God shall destroy them.
2: Here begins the ninth verse of the twelfth chapter of the book of Zechariah. And it shall be in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem, and I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they have pierced. They will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son, and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. In that day there shall be a great mourning in Jerusalem, like the mourning at Hadad Ramon in the plain of Megiddo. And the land shall mourn every family by itself, the family of the house of David by itself and their wives by themselves. The family of the house of Nathan by itself and their wives by themselves. The family of the house of Levi by itself and their wives by themselves. The family of Shimei by itself and their wives by themselves all the families that remain, every family by itself, and their wives by themselves. In that day a fountain shall be opened for the house of David and for the inhabitants of Jerusalem, for sin and for uncleanness. It shall be in that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will cut off the names of the idols from the land, and they shall no longer be remembered. I will also cause the prophets and the unclean spirit to depart from the land. It shall come to pass that if anyone still prophesies, then his father and mother who begot him will say to him, You shall not live, because you have spoken lies in the name of the Lord. And his father and mother who begot him shall thrust him through when he prophesies. And it shall be in that day that every prophet will be ashamed of his vision when he prophesies. They will not wear a robe of coarse hair to deceive. But he will say, I am no prophet, I am a farmer. For a man taught me to keep cattle from my youth. And someone will say to him, What are these wounds in your hands? Then he will answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, Against the man who is my companion, Says the Lord of hosts. Strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. Then I will turn my hand against the little ones. And it shall come to pass in all the land, Says the Lord, that two-thirds in it shall be cut off and die, but one-third shall be left in it. I will bring the one-third through the fire, will refine them as silver is refined, and test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name, and I will answer them. I will say, This is my people, and each one will say, The Lord is my God. Here endeth the first lesson.
0: Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever.
2: Here begins the 16th chapter of the Gospel of John. These things I have spoken to you, that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God's service. And these things they they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you, that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin, and of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and you see me no more. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Here endeth the second lesson.
0: Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, assist us mercy, with thy help, O Lord God, of our salvation, that we may enter with joy upon the meditation of those mighty acts, whereby thou hast given unto us life and immortality, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who of thy tender love towards mankind has sent thy Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to take upon him our flesh, and to suffer death upon the cross, that all mankind should follow the example of his great humility mercifully grant that we may both follow the example of his patience, and also be made partakers of his resurrection, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author, peace, and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our Old Testament lesson from
3: Zechariah uh, has, uh, well, it's notable for a few things. Um, there's two verses in it that are one directly quoted and one alluded to in the New Testament, uh, in chapter 13, where, where it says, strike, strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Jesus applied this verbatim to himself in Mark chapter 14, verse 27. And then, uh, this idea that they will, they will look on, on me whom they pierced. Is alluded to in Revelation uh, chapter one, verse seven, where uh, every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of, of the earth or land will mourn because of him. Uh, Zechariah is in in the larger sense of Zechariah. There's a lot of sort of exotic prophecies in it that take a lot of unpacking. Um, but uh, one thing to 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 reflect on in in the sense of um, zechariah is talking about the way that jerusalem is besieged by enemies and to understand sort of what happens in the without getting into too much detail in some of the prophecies of zechariah J- jesus in his own person epitomizes jerusalem israel so when he is crucified on good friday and everyone's gathered around him that in, in and And the deliverance that comes from that comes from he's crucified, but dead and buried, but he rises the third day, so the the escape from the judgment that comes when Jerusalem is besieged comes through the one who embodies Jerusalem and fulfills the covenant, and therefore God vindicates in the resurrection, and that um, act is is parallel then with Israel in general. The first century Jerusalem, which is actually destroyed when the Romans besiege it in A.D. seventy, but that's the act that, that that's the consequence of having reject having rejected Jesus, and so these two things are juxtaposed: that the, the the Jesus is the pathway to salvation that helps people to escape from the judgment that is coming on Jerusalem for its rejection of Jesus, and this also then expands out into the way the gospel is understood in the whole world that, that 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 now the gospel goes out and everyone is called to faith there's a judgment coming but the way out of it is through um, through Christ through his death and resurrection, the life we have in him where we are where death and uh, sin are conquered and we have life that, that and we and as John says in, in chapter 5 of his gospel we, we, we don't come in judgment we pass from death to life. But the other, the other thing about this Zechariah passage, if you look at it in its larger contours, it kind of um, uh, summarizes our Holy Week experience because we're going to come. We're going to come into um, you know on Good Friday. We're going to come and look on Him whom we pierced, and we're going to understand that you know we participated in that, and we'll mourn for our sins looking at Him. And then Zechariah goes on to say, and then a fountain will be opened to cleanse, uh, the inhabitant of Jerusalem from, from uncleanness. And this Good Friday identification with, you know, the crucifixion and our mourning and repentance will lead to the renewal of our baptism on Easter and, and the spirit coming to us. And then Zechariah ends with the idea of, you know, a third and two thirds. It's the idea of the remnant, the remnant people of Israel who are those who put their faith in Jesus and are purified as a people. And this kind of connects with um, the lesson from John 16, because Jesus is talking about how uh, the disciples will soon be treated exactly as he was, um, that that uh, he's going to be rejected and, and crucified. And then when he's gone, the, the, the time will come, you know, when they'll, They'll reject, they'll, they'll treat him, the disciples, the same way, and they will, they will, um, those who kill them will think they're doing the religious duty, just as, as the, those who crucified Jesus thought they were protecting in some way the faith. But he talks about when the Spirit of truth has come, so that they will receive the Spirit, and though they will be opposed, they will, and, and they will be, be, um, now representing him in the world. And there's two things that are contrasted, that that in the spirit, the church will convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. And as such, um, the church, therefore, is the body of Christ in the world. Its ministry around the world mirrors that of Jesus in Jerusalem. Jesus came to convict Israel and call her to repentance. It wasn't for the purpose of judgment. It's the purpose of calling to repentance. And the church, as witness to him in the world, filled with the spirit, now calls the world to repentance. And, and and so the the work of the spirit in the world in conviction contrasts, therefore, the work of the spirit in the church. The church will lead you into all truth. Those who who have the spirit We've gone through the cleansing that Zechariah talked about, now um, in our prayer, God, we're led into the truth about God. And we can understand this on, on two levels. Um, one, the sense of we receive the truth uh, in the scriptures as we understand it through the tradition of the church, you know, the creeds, uh, who Jesus is, how to rightly understand him is something that we're given the spiritual understanding of, and also the church gives it to us as the authoritative revelation. And then also, I think there's a personal level in which we are led into the truth about ourselves as we grow in our lives of prayer. The spirit leads us into truth and and convicts us of, of, you know, makes us understand what's going on in our lives more clearly. And that might be our, our Holy Week application there that we're really, as we go through Holy Week and Renewing our baptismal vows on Easter, we're talking about growing more and more into this life of dying and rising with Christ. So we're praying for the Holy Spirit this week to reveal to us, you know, what what is um, what we're ready to see, what we need to see in our lives in this season of time, to lead us into that good confession where we mourn our sins, mourn our complicity in the crucifixion receive the grace of of Easter again and and rise rise to new life and so that's that's how we sort of uh participate in this in this sort of pattern of holy week of of crucifixion and resurrection by bringing ourselves and what God is saying to us in a good confession which the point of which is to have a a new experience of forgiveness of grace of being being set free from sin entirely so a few thoughts about today's lessons
0: O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life, Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great last Wednesday of Lent. Thank you. Bye
3: bye. bye, bye. Thank you,
1: Father
0: John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Bye, everybody. Bye, kiddo.